guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Um, today we have a lady from America, her name is Brittany Martin and um, I think she, you contacted me on um, via the DMs initially when we first started speaking and I, I really was intrigued in regards to your platform because um, I actually wanted to do my doctorates as well. Um, she's got a platform called Doctoral Mums. Um, could you please tell the audience a bit about yourself and the ethos surrounding um, um, the, the organization and what you do, how you came up with the idea and the service you provide as well. Oh yeah. So I, I, uh, back in 2016, I started my doctorate program and I ended up uh, meeting uh, my children's father and I ended up having three kids during my doctorate program. So I had twins first right as I was finishing up my coursework. And then I ended up having, I call him my little guy. So I have three toddlers now. They're, they're uh, three and two. But during that process, I didn't have any other moms that were going through uh, like the, the doctor process with me. So as I was getting ready to defend my dissertation, uh, it was an idea I had for about a year or so. I said, let me launch this Facebook group and just sort of see if there are other moms that are looking for support as they're going through this process. Eventually, we came a 501c3, so we're a nonprofit organization. And now we have 5,500 members. We're approaching 6,000 pretty quickly. We believe we're going to have 10,000 members by next summer. So it's been growing very, very quickly. We provide scholarships and uh support groups and uh, just different services to our moms because we want to encourage them, uh, even if you are a parent or a mother, if you're an entrepreneur, no matter what it is, we want to be able to provide support to you because there are so many stigmas about being a mom and, and being able to pursue your life goals. So we're trying to break all those stigmas down and make sure that we're breaking down those economic and social barriers too. Oh, that's awesome. So what's the aim and mission behind the, the organization then? What's the, the core value? Yeah, so our primary mission is to make sure that mothers complete their doctor programs. That's our primary mission. Our, our vision for our organization is that we're, by supporting these mothers, we're showing the next generation that they can obtain their degrees too, right? So that's our big vision is that we want to make sure this next generation and future generations know that they have pathways to obtain their doctorate degrees as well. So we're building out a learning management system now, one, to support our moms through the dissertation phase. Uh, two, we have some career and lifestyle courses that are going to be accompanied with uh, the doctorate program too. And then three, we're building out a college readiness program so that we can start going into high school and colleges and letting the youth know this is how you can obtain a doctorate degree and this is how you can gain access to funding. Also, do you assist people with trying to get funding? Yes, that's correct. So we give out our own scholarships, but uh, we contact different universities, we contact different nonprofits, uh, we look into like government funding. We're, do, we're actually in the midst of doing that now, trying to obtain some additional funding so that we can give out more uh, scholarships. So, so far, we've given out 
so far we've given out five, but in December, this upcoming December, we haven't officially announced yet, but we will within the next two weeks. We're planning to give out a couple more. Okay. And what qualifies a, a person to be able to be eligible for the scholarship? So we have different types of scholarships, but again, typically it's a, a mom who's enrolled in a doctor program. Uh, so we've given out some to single moms because that's one of our one of our uh, areas that we want to provide more support in. Uh, we actually gave away one to a high school student that sort of embodies like our core values of our organization. We're helping her. We're funding her books all four years. So we're giving her a $500 stipend every year. Uh, and then we, you know, it's based on academics. Uh, we usually do essay questions just so we can kind of get to know our members a lot more. Uh, but we based it on a lot of different things. Now, in early uh, 2022, we're going to be launching doctoral debt as well. And one of the first scholarships we're planning to give out is actually in support of single fathers. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a, I'm actually a single mom. I've been a single mom for about a year now. And uh, I've met a lot of single dads along the way. I used to be on the board of a fatherhood organization. And I, I realized that's also a population that's sort of overlooked too, you know, the single dad, because they also need support. And they also, you know, have aspirations of attending uh, these academic programs. So we want to make sure they have resources too. Oh, that's brilliant. So um, why do you think it's important for mothers, especially mothers and fathers, after you've just spoken about the single, single fathers as well, to pursue higher education? Well, it's really important because studies have shown that if a mother obtains her education, one, uh, student or children are more likely to pursue a higher level of education or just higher career paths or entrepreneurial pursuits if their mother has uh, higher levels of education. So whether, whether that's undergrad, MBA program, PhD, whatever it is, if a mother even just takes college courses, it's likely that her child will do the same or follow in her, in her footsteps. So we've seen a lot of studies to show that if you actually look at current PhD students, at least 50% of them have had a parent that was a PhD at some point. Wow. Now I'm in a lower percentile. Yeah, that's, that's like crazy, right? I <laughs> like never a, knew that. Yeah, cause this, uh, I think I'm in like the lower percentile cause neither one of my parents have PhDs. I think um, my population falls in like I'm of the four percent of parents that don't have a completed uh college education so it's rare it's rare for us to obtain this level if your parents have also not done it so that's why we want to encourage it and then studies also just show too that if we if we get this education we're more likely to bring more economic value and impact to our communities so that's why you see these big global initiatives right now about helping uh, women even just get high school educations. So that's what we want to do. We want to make sure our women just reach all the way up to the top. 
Yeah, no, that is absolutely lovely. Um, do you think that there's a, a stigma surrounding single motherhood um, when it comes to pursuing higher education? Because for me um, personally, I've got my I've got a law degree and I've got a master's in human rights and social justice. So oftentimes when I tell people um, that I'm a single mother, they actually seem like, oh wow, well done. And in actual fact, there are people that like yourself um, pursue higher education, and it has it's not something that isn't that is it's not something that is a um a bad thing so I find that sometimes when you tell people that you have pursued it it's like oh you're amazing when in actual fact there's so many women out there that have had a child and pursued higher education and yeah why is do you have you ever faced any sort of stigma any sort of criticism any anything that makes you think like why do you not think this isn't normal yeah, I I just I I, I shut up muted because I started laughing a little bit because I think I think it is funny because every time someone talks to me about it, they're like, "Oh, you're a super mom," or "You're so mad," you know. And for me, I'm just you know, it's a regular day for me. Like I feel like I should be pursuing these things, right? Like I should be ambitious. Yeah. And and I think I think. Um, there are so many stigmas like on on like multiple ends like for one how many you know teenage girls or like women in their 20s or even early 30s are told you know don't have kids because you know if you have kids you won't be able to pursue your career you won't be able to finish any degree like you're kind of discouraged but uh, from pursuing a family life a career and education and, not, and now those are some of the stigmas I want to break down because the likelihood that a woman will have a child in her 20s is high. So we don't, we, we want our moms to know like your life isn't over. I think that's kind of the, your life will end if you have a child. I, and I just can't stand hearing that. That's not true. That's it's, not true. It's not um, true at all. And, and there might be some additional barriers, but there are ways that you can receive support, whether they're, you know, it's family, friends, you know, if your child is in school, it's different strategies that you can utilize to involve your child in your academic process. And I actually, I actually pulled some data, uh, like a couple days ago, one, one in every female college student is a mother. So it's not abnormal. Like, it's just not abnormal. It should be. And we should make this more normal. You should continue to pursue your dreams, irregardless of having children. Yeah, we need to normalize this. Because even when I was pregnant um, with my son, I was actually doing my master's at the time. So then I would go to work because I used to work for the court service. So I would go to work from 8.30 to 4.30 and then from 5 till 9 o'clock, then do evening classes to complete my master's. And, and on top of that, I was a single mom. So I, and I, I did it, I, I did it. And I did refuse to drop out, even though I was, I was pregnant. And yeah, I can walk around saying I was pregnant during my masters and I achieved that. So I feel like more women need to see that kind of, that kind of, not, yeah, that kind of strength that even if you get pregnant, even if you have the child, you can actually achieve whatever you want to achieve. And even you having three kids and still being able to do your doctoral and have a business and probably work like, yeah, you've got an S in your chest, girl. <laughs> You're so funny. It, I feel like it makes you more focused and it like forces you to be organized, like especially if you're pregnant during a program or like you have a, a, a newborn or a toddler, it just forces you. It brings out the best in you. 
it yeah. really it really does bring out the best in you and I think um more employers and more of these academic programs they need to focus on obtaining moms because that would just add so much value like yeah. if you're looking for somebody who's versatile and can uh just multitask and just can problem solve and think critically it's moms I, I'm super biased because I'm a mom yeah. but it's, it's it's just it's just really the truth uh, if you're looking for people to be supervisors managers directors you know presidents it's moms because we already have those skills we do we do those tasks every single day we have many companies at home so mm-hmm. I that's you know, that's, that's kind of how I, I look at it. And I, I have funny stories about just being pregnant and just <laughs> doing schoolwork and things like that. I actually defended my dissertation when I was in labor with my uh, with my youngest son, which is like a, a, a hilarious. I didn't tell anybody. I went, I went to the campus, actually walked to the campus. I knew I was in labor, but, you know, labor takes forever sometimes. So I said, I might as well defend. Defending only takes, what, like an hour or two? <laughs> and what? as soon as they walked back into the room, I know I'm like, it's insane. But I walked, they walked back into the room. They said, congratulations, Dr. Martin. And I chuckled and I said, oh, great. Um, I'm going to go to the hospital now. I've been in labor like this entire time. Oh, my <laughs> just, God. Yeah, I knew I knew if I had said something, they were going to reschedule it. And I was like super determined. I had actually made a plan. I, I was super determined. I said, before he gets here, I, I want to be, you know, a doctor. I want to get my, I want to defend my dissertation. And I did it. And then I went to the hospital and we, you know, I had a, a third child. That, that is an amazing <laughs> story. Oh my God, that's so inspirational. No, I love it. I love the fact that um, when especially with us as women when you're determined to do something like hell and high water you you achieve it um can I ask you a question um I, I emailed you these questions beforehand but do you think mothers can actually do it all uh you know I'm biased so I have to say <laughs> yes <laughs> I and I have to say that because if even if I just look at, at at what my mother has accomplished you know she had two children um she has a lot of entrepreneurial characteristics you know she manages the household she's great with money she actually helps me with my nonprofit organization now she's uh we I call her my um chief uh chief operations officer now because she really is the person that taught me how to run an organization so I I think the answer to that is is yes because every single day we have to have those CEO skills so now I have uh, two companies. I have my uh, nonprofit, Doctoral Mom Incorporated, and then I actually have a, a virtual event company called Evan Ford. And, and I've been a stay-at-home mom really these last three and a half years. I just put them in school about a week ago. So that's been that's been an interesting experiment. But I, I've been working uh, pretty much full-time and having them and I had a regular job. I, I just stopped doing that like six months ago. So, wow, so it's always are, something. Yeah, you are juggling. <laughs> You're juggling a lot of balls. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I, I have a team of about 20 people across both companies. And they basically call me a vampire. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. But like, if I really want to do something, I'll just stay up and do it. I don't even feel it because I'm so excited about helping people and just getting these projects completed. Wow. 
And Emma, I see that your online program and that you provide with all your and um, the five thousand members. What is one thing you would say that you that's echoing, especially with the mums when they're doing the doctoral? Is it the is it, are they finding it difficult finding funding, or is it trying to manage time management, or is it just trying to find a good course? Like, or is it that they don't have they don't know what vision they have, uh, what what kind of course they want to do. What is one thing that you 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 constantly hear from these women? The number one thing that I hear from all of the doctoral moms is that they want other doctoral moms to talk to, and that's really the the primary thing that we provide to them is the opportunity to speak to each other. Because like I, I actually started my program with another mom, but we went, we ended up veering off into different tracks. So then I didn't have any other mothers that could relate to me. I was going, going to class, kicking my feet up with heating pads and snacks everywhere. And, you know, the other students are staring at me trying to eat my, eat my chips. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I need this, you know, and, you know, I need this. I just got off work. I'm working two jobs and, Nobody can relate to me, not even, you know, like friends and family. It's it's a very unique experience to go through and you need people to be able to vent to and people who just truly understand like what it's like to go through this process. So that's the that's the number one thing. I would say the second thing that, that any doctor or student needs is dissertation support. Uh, <laughs> Because it's that, I mean, it could take you a year or two to get through that process. I, I went through my, my dissertation a lot faster than some people. I have some friends, some other friends that went through it even faster, but that's probably the biggest challenge because by the time you get to the dissertation, um, you're, you have to be very organized. There's nobody necessarily pushing you. It's, it's really the self-motivated piece of the whole program. And and how many words are the dissertation? Oh my goodness, my dissertation—I don't know how many words. I, my dissertation was over. I know it was like a hundred plus pages. If I have to tell you how many pages now, it's been—I've been out of my program for almost three years. Wow. So if I had to say like a hundred and fifty or something pages, like written, um, I have friends who had their their dissertations were two, three hundred pages. I can't even imagine. I don't even know if I want to know specifically. <laughs> because I do, I do know that some people actually publish their dissertations as books at the end of it. Uh, I've I've heard of certain instances that the dissertation is so good that they can they actually publish it. Yeah, I'm actually in the midst of doing that now to my dissertation. I, I wouldn't say it's because I think it's so good. That's so funny, but it's just I think. Uh, it's just something I always wanted to do. My my dissertation was about uh, employment and social media usage. So I interview people to ask them uh, personally, like, what do they do with their profiles um, in the during the employment process when they're you know completing a, uh, applications and interviewing and and some interesting things came out specifically about like Facebook pages and and LinkedIn. So. Wow. That's why I want to publish it so people are kind of aware of techniques that they can use. Um, the Dr. Mom represents 100 plus colleges. How did you manage to get these clients? Well, they're not specifically our, so they're not specifically our clients. Yeah, I do work partner with some uh, colleges and universities, but if you look at our student population and you look and, and you see like what co colleges and universities they enrolled in, uh, they're enrolled in about 150 colleges across the globe. 
so that's the data that we took, but we do have some specific partnerships with universities right now. So uh, those haven't been published yet because that's, that's going to be a part of our uh, a 2022 campaign that we released. So it's going to be like a big announcement. We're, we're excited about it. Oh, uh, we, our population is also in over 100 countries too. So that's one of the wow. things I'm really, really about it, is that we don't just represent like the US or Canada or Mexico. Like we really are, we really are an international group. So that's probably the the biggest accomplishment I I would have to say that 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 we've done so far. So on on average, how long does it actually take to complete your doctorate to become to do the PhD? Is it a year? Is it three years? So usually it actually takes anywhere between four to six. Wow. So, yeah, it could be like four to six. I finished, even with having the three kids, I finished my program in three and a half years. I have a friend, uh, Dr. Dr. Simone's maze. I'm going to have to let him know. Um, I mentioned him. Uh, he is incredible. He was actually homeless during his program at a certain point. He finished his program in two and a half years. And when you ask him why he did it, he says, oh, I didn't know you weren't supposed to finish that fast. I was just you know and I, I always I always laugh when he says that because I actually graduated early from high school undergrad my MBA program and this doctoral program and when people ask me that question too well why did you do it I always say well I didn't have anything else better to do so I just finished <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh I don't know I just I guess we're efficient people I don't know that is amazing. Homeless and doing your PhD. Oh my God, what a story he could tell. Um, so I wanted to find out from you, um, if any woman is listening right now and they actually want to pursue higher education and they don't, they don't know where to start, um, what advice would you give them to someone listening right now? I think the best source of information are it's people, you know, having conversations, like really getting intimate, like asking questions, like, what is your, what is your day-to-day -day life look like? You know, how do you really balance your children and, you know, like school, or how did you tell your employer that you were pregnant? Or how did you tell your employer that you wanted to go into a doctoral program? Those are, those to me, those conversations to me are probably the most valuable things that you can have. Now we can put them in webinars, which we do webinars. We can put them in blog articles and things like that. But actually being able to sit with someone either via Zoom or in person, that's probably for us, the, what we've seen is, has been the most impactful thing for our members. Brilliant. That is absolutely awesome. So where can people find you on social media for some support? So we have a private Facebook group. Uh, we do screen it pretty heavily just to make sure we are uh, doctoral moms. We do let some, we do let women in who are interested in the doctor pro program so that we can just sort of answer their questions up front. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to start a TikTok because, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know if I'm going to be the one that does it. I'm trying to convince like other people to do it because um, I just, I'm not a dancer. I want, I want you guys to uh, be entertained, but not from laughing at my moves or something like that. So 
we're we're expanding out. We're on YouTube as well, so we're gonna be expanding out as platforms grow. But uh, yeah, um, cool. we'll really say check our website and the Facebook group and Instagram first. That is awesome. Actually, um, this question has popped in my mind. Do you um, provide funding for international students, or is it only people based oh, in yeah. America? Oh yeah, we're not, we're not, we're, uh, we definitely do because we have such an international presence. We, we, we're not restricting our funding. We actually gave at least two scholarships away internationally already. So we're um, definitely open to that. Uh, Once we, once we finish these uh, larger partnership agreements that we're, we're in the midst of doing right now, we want to increase it our goal is really to offer full scholarships. So that's what we're working on now. We've been doing a couple partial things. Uh, the, cool, the coolest part about the scholarships, so I self-funded, a, uh, I self-funded two of them. Um, but, well, you know, we got to help people. So you got to, like, if you really believe it, and I, and I, I really believe in this. So um, we did our first, Oh yeah, you'll you'll and our board is like that too. Like I just I love all of them because they're they're the same way. Like all of the board members have donated to the scholarship fund too, and that's what I love about them. Not only are they donating time, they're giving you know money, resources. So our board is like outstanding. So um, our first scholarship, I'll tell you real quick. Lynn Williams was our first scholarship recipient. We named the scholarship after uh, one of my grandmothers, uh, uh, Dorothy Thomas. The second one was after my other grandmother, Evelyn Martin. But the first one, um, she wrote a scholar. She wrote an essay. She was the best out of about seventy-five applicants, and I called her to give her the scholarship. And she tells me, "Oh, I was going to have to drop out of school." this is the specific amount that I actually needed to stay on my program. We had no idea. We had no idea. And, and like, I like, we were both kind of in tears because I was like, wow, like what, what a a blessing to be able to give. Like we didn't even know uh, that we were, and she, you know, she's finishing this year. So that was for me, one of the moments where I said, I'm definitely doing what my life purpose is right now. Like when I got a chance to interact with her. That is awesome. And imagine you kept your, your business idea came from a problem. And I always read online that um, any any problem you have, if you find a solution to it, that's what the your, your passion, your passion actually lies in. And the fact that you're actually impacting lives is just amazing. And you are a fellow single mama doing it with three kids. It's fun. It's <laughs> everybody always asks me, like, are you stressed having three kids? And I I really enjoy being a mom. Like I really, I really love it. Like it's fun to me to like watch my kids every day and and even like the new words they say every day. I'm like, where did you where did you get this from? Or just just pretty much everything. And then it gives me so much respect for my parents too. Because mm-hmm. You know, I I just think about how I was as a child and uh, just how much they foster, you know, like my love for education. So I hope to do the same thing for my kids and just just like I said, future generations. But I I definitely attribute like what I'm doing now to my parents and my brother and just being raised by by single moms, too. 
So my mom wasn't one, but my my two grandmothers were, and I I got to see them. So for me, for me, this is just all all full circle. That's brilliant. Could you just kindly repeat where they where people can find you on social media? Oh yeah, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, uh, we're on Clubhouse, uh, we're on Twitter as well. But if I if I had to say, I would say always visit the website. Definitely check out the Facebook group and Instagram as well. Those are probably the platforms we're the most active on now. And a and a TikTok is coming um, as soon as I could bribe one of the board members to do some of the the recording for me. And oh. YouTube too. We have our we have a couple webinars right now up on YouTube. Okay, I want to thank you so much for taking out the time on coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You have been amazing. Your strength, your story, and the fact that you're able to help other people is just amazing. And you're living your truth. You're, you've got the S on your chest. You're Superwoman, and yeah, your your kids must be so so proud of you because yeah, you're you're doing this you are doing this so thank you so so much well you too because I, I had to reach out to you I was like what who is this woman <laughs> I was just so impressed I, was, I, I just wanted to do something collaboratively with you so even beyond this I want to invite you onto my platform if you'd like to talk to our moms definitely uh, I would definitely love to have you because I think uh, I think what you're doing is outstanding oh thank you so much anytime any day just let me know okay perfect so you'll get an email from me too <laughs> No worries at all. All right. Well, you have a, a good night. Thanks for staying up so late for me. It's I appreciate fine. it. It's fine. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.